Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Sammy Kahn. We, we talk about his new film, his new Oscar-nominated film, St. Louis Superman. It's a, it's a, it's a film that you're, you're going to want to see. It's in theaters now. Um, I'm pretty sure we even talked about this a little bit. It's going to be on video on demand, I would imagine, in the not-so-distant future. But I guess that's going to depend on whether or not it wins an Oscar. So first off, congratulations to, to everyone involved in the film. And it's, it's a story you're going to want to step into. It's, it's, about, uh, it's about relationships. It's about being a good dad. It's about being an African-American. And, and, and it's about, uh, about black lives matter um not only uh, the, the the campaign and the, the 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 push and the initiative and so on but it's about uh what it means to to sort of make sense of where we are currently in our culture not only here in in Canada and the US but but it's a it's a global conversation and uh, it's about community it's uh, it's about storytelling and uh, i learned a little bit about battle rapping and if you've seen 8 mile and eminem and 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 all of that uh that's 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 about as far as i had stepped into that but but it comes out in this film in a really unique and interesting way and um this is an important film it's it's also something that's uh, just adding to the conversation on a variety of levels so so you're going to want to step in it's a documentary short so t- Watch it um, and wait for it. Uh, the conversation with Sammy's coming up. We had a whole lot of fun at one point, and I hope this doesn't scare you off, the, those of you who are in academics, because it's not really an academic conversation at all. But at one fo- point, I felt like, wow, I, I should be taking notes here. Uh, Sammy was really uh, just just kind of riffing on on all things. Um, I guess you could say important. We get into the film, we get into the story, uh, and that, that that's about all I'm, I'm going to tell you. You might want to pull it up on IMDb as well. 
there's some reviews out there for sure you can read. So wait for it, but it's it's coming uh, coming. I was going to say coming soon to a theater near you, but it's already there. But the conversation is coming soon to your digital theater in the very next uh, a few minutes. So stay tuned and don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my my writing and my public speaking. You can access a copy of Real Changes Incremental there. I'd love for you to purchase that. And if you want to advertise with us here on Face to Face, you can certainly do that. You can support the work I'm doing through Patreon. Engel Jones, we just we just had another sponsor. Thank you so much for that. We've got our, our latest Patreon subscriber, so that's wonderful news slowly building there. And, but if you want to advertise uh, with us, you can. And we've got a newsletter. We, we've got uh, banner ads on the website. We, we have uh, the ability to do shout-outs during our conversation. So please get in touch with me if you're interested in that. And we're actively pursuing a few. Um, what else can I tell you? Oh, we exciting for 2020. We've got a couple live conversations coming up. Film.ca uh, is going to be one of our sponsors for a uh, onstage conversation with uh, John Walker and, and his new film uh, in uh, October uh, 2020 at the Oakville Centre here in Oakville, Ontario. And also in April, we're going to be interviewing Emma Hansen uh, about her new book still. And uh, she's the daughter of Rick Hansen. You might know that name. And so look, wait for it. Look for more information uh, about that in the newsletter, and I'll be talking more about it on the podcast. And then, of course, don't forget uh, Rabble.ca also hosted there a, a platform that is deep and wide. Uh, podcasters, bloggers, writers, thinkers, journalists, uh, news for the rest of us, Rabble.ca. Uh, and, and, and stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. Coming up, Oscar-nominated St. Louis Superman and a conversation with Sammy Kahn. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here with us today uh, talking about uh, his new Oscar-nominated uh, film, St. Louis Superman. Uh, we have Sammy Kahn with us to, to, to go a little deeper on, on all things filmmaking and social change and maybe talk a little bit about the craziness of, of what it means to be nominated for an Oscar. Sammy, thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So, so you're a co-director of this film. Can you talk a little bit about that and give us a bit of context before we sort of dive in? Does, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we were actually, um, my co-director, Smriti Mandra, was actually approached to make a short documentary by AJE Witness. Um, and they make like observational verite documentaries. Um, and then... Al, and that's Al, and, and Sammy, that's Al Jazeera? Yeah, that's Al Jazeera. Yeah, Al Jazeera English. Um, and it's one of the few sort of places that's like supporting um, Verite filmmaking worldwide and like commissioning Verite films, um, you know, because like independent film is like really hard all sure, yeah. around the world. Um, so they approached Smriti and then Smriti and I had been making films in India around the same time. I was working on a fiction film called Koya and she was working on a documentary called A Suitable Girl. Um, which played Tribeca a couple of years ago. Hmm. And so we, you know, and she's also married to my best friend. Um, so we have been close friends for a long, long time. And we're looking for the right opportunity to work together. And when Witness Al Jazeera approached Smriti, she like literally forwarded me the email. And it's like, do you want to work with me on this? Um, and uh, yeah, and so that was sort of the, the beginning of the project. And then we talked to the commissioning producer, Poe at Witness, um, and she had sort of like theme areas that she wanted to to a potential film to explore. Um, and I was living in the United States at the time, and 
she was very Poe was very interested in this idea of like the sort of the resistance um, to Trump and how that might manifest itself in uh, like electoral politics. Um, so like Black Lives Matter, whether uh, they could translate their um, their clout in communities um, into elected office. And, uh, you know, we searched around for uh, a few months, I feel like, pitching different stories and investigating different angles and different um, political candidates until uh, Smriti uh, pitched Bruce. And there we had, so we recognized the the golden opportunity we had where this was a story that just didn't, it, it didn't simply satisfy the, the sort of immediate need for like this uh, kind of issuey film about 2018 and, you know, politics, but it also had this profound depth to it. And if you see the film, you understand um, just like the, the vulnerability that Bruce shows and yeah. the honesty he shows with his battles um, with mental health um, and sort of his relationship to his son um, and trying to navigate, you know, being African-American in um, the United States in the 21st century. So, so, so many questions, really. So many questions, it seems to me. And by the way, I don't think I've, I've said this yet, but congratulations on the film. I mean, it's, it's everyone needs to see this. And, it's, and what's beautiful about it, too, is, and I think this is a question I'd love to ask you from a, a, you know, a writing and a production perspective and so on, but it's a short. And, and uh, it's, it's not a huge investment of time, folks. So <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, there's a reason to watch it as well. But it's a beautiful film. And I love how, you know, any great film or any great doc to me is about so many things. There's so much more going on than meets the eye and, and then there's layers and I mean this is about parenting and it's about relationships it's about politics it's about pushing back it's it and so many great t-shirts by the way show up in this film I don't know it's <laughs> like like it's just so many it's it's wonderful I don't know if that was intentional on your part or not that's Bruce I, I, no that's just Bruce that's Bruce's. yeah well Bruce has got yeah. a couple but there was a few in the background as well oh I, really I, yeah I caught somebody wearing a I am determined t-shirt which I just thought okay there's there's the there's the theme for the film um so 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 you you had to sort of go looking for this story in a sense. It wasn't like you were walking the streets with a camera and went, "Okay, we got to start." Here's this story is I'm, I'm passionately connected to this. Got to go in. It kind of kind of went the other way. You were sort of commissioned. We got. I mean, obviously, there's lots of stories like Bruce's around. I would imagine, but 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 yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit about more about that sort of that creative sort of splash and ripple, if that makes sense? Does sort of how we found our way to Bruce? Yeah, like it just, it's to, like I just, so, so like I've interviewed a lot of documentarians over the years and, you know, you're kind of, oh, you meet somebody and you go, oh, got to make a film about this family or, wow, there's a story we got to dive into. It sounds like it kind of, kind of came th- almost through a back door for you guys, which is really cool and serendipitous and deeply relational. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it, it did and it, it didn't. And we were, you know, in the sense where it kind of fell on our laps in the sense that they, you know, Poe, the commissioning producer, approached us to make the film. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think the thing is, there's not many stories like Bruce's, but, you know, it's like when you when you read about 
Bruce and his life and, you know, what he's done, it's sort of like a no brainer, you know, it's like, why hasn't this, why hasn't this, why hasn't this been, yeah, yeah. Hasn't it been done before? Yeah. And the reason yeah, why sure. that was, is because Bruce had some bad experiences with, mm. you know, with journalists, with film crews and, you know, had like, you know, kind of sworn off, um, right. Filmmakers. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it was just a matter of sort of the, like pitching us the story and be like, Oh my God, this is amazing. This is yeah, what an yeah. incredible person, you know, this battle rapper turned politician <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. who is we trying gotta, to we... get a bill passed to honor his brother who died from gun violence. And, you know, and then, you know, then there's all the things that you really, that we can't like really summarize or quantify, like you alluded to, like his mm. relationship with his, his son in particular, which was just, you know, the kind of lightning in a bottle that we captured over right. those four months um, in 2018. I was just going to say, why don't you give us sort of a short overview of the film? But I, I mean, I think you just, you just kind of did, you know, you sort of, you know, uh, so, so I think I can launch off on that and, and ask what, what the heck is a battle rapper? Okay. So sorry, sorry that I don't know that. And I didn't research that, but you, you, it shows up in the film. It's a great moment, clearly a part of, of Bruce's life and, and a real, uh, it's, it's just a brilliant way to, I guess, express, uh, a whole lot of passion, commitment and anger. At least that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. I mean, battle rap, you know, if folks have seen like eight mile or familiar, yeah, with, of course, you know, M&Ms, uh, you know, rise to kind of get an idea of what battle rap is. I mean, it's, it's changed. And, you know, I think Bruce is part of the change in battle rap in the last mm. 10, 15 years where, um, you know, and it's reflective of broader society where sure. Bruce is a battle rapper is uh, embracing honestly his struggles. He's not, He's not just trying to take down his opponent and, right, um, right. you know, but he's trying to sort of engage emotionally with the audience. Um, and, you know, some of his opponents are um, politically very uh, radical, let's put it that way, you know, and so it's a forum for them to, you know, convince people politically about their, their, their cause, you know, it's, um, one opponent Bruce had a few months ago and this battle rap just dropped last week, I think it was, um, hmm. you know, really champions African-American community and is like quite radical about the idea of reconciliation with, you know, white society. And, um, you know, and it's kind of like when uh, Bruce was facing off against him, uh, you know, they brought up the comparison of Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X and, mm. you know, whether that's apt. Um, and the thing mm. Bruce brings up is like, you know, at the end of their lives, both King and Malcolm were quite similar politically. The sort of King became more radical and Malcolm sort of, uh, you know, became uh, a little more in search of reconciliation. So I guess that's like a kind of, left turn to answer your question but i mean battle rap is what it sounds like it's two guys on stage 
um, surrounded basically. surrounded by people surrounded all, by people think um, think 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 boxing right like uh, that's that's sort of where I went and I've seen eight mile of course and I I mean I I kind of get what battle rapping is but I but I but I think Sammy what I love about how how and I don't know if this was intentional or not but it and it doesn't frankly really matter but for me he is a battle rapper you know uh, at the legislature uh, he you know he's he's t- he's taken it on right. He's taking. He's kind of taking it all on, and 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 I just love the 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 line. Um, um, I think he says to maybe his son something about telling telling your story is is going to help somebody. And I just yeah yeah he he says he know? says it at Mission like, St Louis where he's speaking to yeah. a group of formerly incarcerated. That's men. right. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. Yes. 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 And each and that I guess that's what I kind of that 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 sort of that tie in back to you know how did you find the story because I mean I I, I just I've done a lot of traveling and I work in international development as my my listeners know many many countries and I kind of believe you could sort of you know flying over a, a country anywhere in the world you could parachute out with a camera and, a, and, a, and an H six and start making a film. You, you, you know what I mean? Like there's just, everybody's got a story, right? Everybody's got something to say, something to tell. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think the the thing that Bruce tries to show people is, you know, you can be a sort of formal storyteller like Bruce is or like you, you and I are, but you could also just be a regular person and right. storytelling. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally, the, it's, it's why we've survived as a species for, mm, you know, nice. however, these like few hundred thousand years, um, is the idea of storytelling to make sense of our place in the universe. Um, and for some people that challenge is like much harder because you're, you know, you're, uh, you know, a Syrian refugee in a, a camp in Turkey, or you're an African-American man who's lost your uh, brother to gun violence at a really young age. So uh, even on just like an individual human level, just to make sense of your place in the world, um, it, it can it can give you peace. Now the other the other thing that we were cognizant of as the filmmakers was the fact that Bruce has been through incredible trauma. You know, he lost his brother. Um, he saw his brother die in front of him when he was you know very very young. Um, and here we are showing up trying to you know get him to share that story with with the world so we were cognizant of the fact that the storytelling could also re-traumatize bruce yeah so that informed you know how we approached the 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 the, the filmmaking of it um and also how we worked with bruce and sort of weren't there to just kind of extract a story from him and uh and move on, which is the experience Bruce had had before. His nine-year, nine, nine-year-old brother, Chris. Yeah, yeah. died um, while he, while he was while he was outside just playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just... he was picked up and used as a human shield, um, and uh, he died. So. <sighs> You know, I mean, and obviously there's way more than just one experience that pushed him into this, but that's, uh, I think June 7th was the date for that. And I love how the film opens again, date. And I love this incremental, like sort of metaphorical nature of this, Sammy. It's so beautiful that these moments in time, um, how, how important they are, how important the people are that we meet and the people we're listening to and the conversations we're having and the hands we're shaking and so on. They're, they're kind of, they're kind of all connected. And I love the way he says to his son, you know, 
August 9th. You're gonna you're gonna learn about August 9th and and I'll and I'll tell you when you're five, right? As if right, there's this it's almost like I, I was gonna use the phrase tipping point, but I I, I don't know. I kind of feel like everything's a bit of a tipping point, if if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that was just I don't know. It's just it, like I said, it was lightning in a bottle. This, mm. you know, that we weren't even supposed to. You know, we we're shooting Verite, and we weren't even supposed to be uh, filming Bruce that day. But you know, I just kind of mm. picked up the camera to capture that opening scene, and you know, saw the way King and and Bruce were just you know being playful with one another, and you know, you just have to with Bruce, you just have to like turn on the camera make sure it's in focus and something will happen and something will happen yeah that will be revelatory um you know politically or dramatically or emotionally um and you know there's just some people in our lives in the world who are who are like that they're rare sure so we're fortunate to you know have been able to to tell bruce's story but uh you know it's it's it is just bruce's way of being um is Mm. quite remarkable and so we just needed to find the best way to capture that that would you know leave bruce alone to to just be the best the best that we could um and then also find like the the form like the the finished form of the film that uh you know paid paid tribute to to the way he is what what what's with uh, bruce and the superheroes I saw I saw Wonder Woman in there. I saw Black Panther. I think maybe Super well Superman for sure. You know, it connects to this the whole idea of storytelling. Mm. Um, like Bruce is able to use pop culture, yeah, in a way to connect to people. So he, you know, he'll grab this piece of pop culture for this reason, right? You know, and he he was known as Superman to his constituents because of. You know, his willingness to go to bat for for them to to do whatever it takes to help them um, like one of my favorite scenes that was uh, unfortunately cut from the film uh, I was riding around with Bruce on like a you know a really hot day in St. Louis it was 100 degrees Fahrenheit and we're just cruising around um, he was at the bank and he was wearing a, a suit pants and as we're driving through downtown St. Louis uh, Bruce uh, a couple of kids have their engine popped um, and they're just like trying to get their car started again. Um, and Bruce recognized them. They were former, uh, you know, they were mentees of his and Bruce pulls over and spends like 45 minutes in his slacks uh, trying to help them get their help. car going. <laughs> so that's like, that's great. That's his superpower. So he, you know, he uses the, that imagery of superheroes to connect with people, to motivate with people he also, you know, if you watch his battle rap, he uses like sitcoms a lot. Um, mm. You know, we were talking earlier about uh, sort of Malcolm X versus Martin Luther King. And he has one of my favorite battle raps of Bruce's, um, which isn't in the film, but you can find on YouTube. He is using like uh, sitcoms, sitcoms from the 90s and particularly black sitcoms from the 90s, like Martin. <laughs> there was a sitcom called Martin, right. Martin Lawrence. Um, and you know, then he also, you know, talks about Malcolm in the middle and makes like a couple of brilliant just bars where he's, you know, using the references, which get the audience excited, you know, cause they know that, but then he also uses it 
to get to this deeper political and emotional level in a way that's like totally brilliant. He, he, he really humanizes, uh, for me anyway, he really humanizes po- politics in a way and, and, and sort of, um, um, rebirths it in a way. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of the right word or phrase, but, but, but in he buoys my spirits when it comes to being political because, you know, there's that great image of, of him next to, and I don't know who it was, uh, si- signing the document and saying, okay, let's, let's make this a reality. And, and, and he's standing there in, in jeans and a t-shirt, right? It's fantastic, right? Here's this, like you say, this, this storyteller, this regular guy who will pull over and, and help uh, some folks, friends or maybe not with their their car troubles and yet there he is you know fighting back at a higher level as well and i mean isn't that why people get into politics in the first place it should be you know right it should be exactly yeah i mean i think that's also where you know uh our film isn't like ultimately like a feel-good movie about you know how Mm. you can affect change but it it also shows how difficult it is for somebody right. like that whose intentions are sort of honest um, and they are part of their community and how difficult it is practically, but more than that, just like emotionally and psychologically to affect, you know, to affect change. And I think it's, it's pretty sad. You know, I think there's a real crisis of democracy across the world, um, not just in the United States, in Brazil, in India, in the United Kingdom, and I don't think uh, Canada is immune from from that. I, I think one of the, the things that I remarked upon um, recently was that one of the chief uh, cultural exports of Canada right now are uh, YouTube fascists. Um, there are like a wow. There are a, a number of them who have like huge followings uh in the in the united states and across the world um so it's we're it's like a dark time for democracy mm-hmm. and you know it doesn't there's no simple answer at the end of our film about how someone who is engaged and committed to their community can affect change but you know i think for us it's it's we're sort of throwing a question to the audience it's like how are we going to you know move forward how do we support politicians who actually do care you know right because the system is so stacked against them and um, it's sort of designed to keep them out so what do we do there's something you know there's something you know as i'm I'm reflecting back earlier in the film he talks uh i think he's sort of reflecting on the 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 disconnect within the legislature the, the 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 disparity of it how the white versus the black representation etc and and that kind of comes up at the end of the film as well too when he's talking about his son you know the reality of being black and growing up black and what is that going to mean for him and and how is that going to change and will it change like all those things and those questions right that are so uh not only important but really challenging and nuanced as well but he says a line near the beginning something about not understanding my community and 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 um later in the film talks about you know being able to listen better if if you're actually a victim i don't know i'm kind of throwing this out sammy to sort of tie that back into the you know what are we going to do and 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 isn't it about empathizing 
with the other to some degree, listening to the other. I mean, it's difficult to do when, when you're exporting YouTube fascists, I suppose, but, but isn't that the kind of stuff we've got to rage back against and push back against by, you know, attending and listening to others? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's, that's really important. I think also it's just, you know, an appreciation for certain facts that are, mm. you know, just historical facts, which, uh, I think are difficult for some people to, to hear, you know, Bruce says, um, that near the beginning of the film, when we're going to Jefferson city, the capital of Missouri with him, that the system wasn't built for us. Mm. And I think like in the United States, that's true. I mean, it's a, and it's an economic system that was built on slavery. It's a political system that was built around the disenfranchisement of African-Americans, you know, it was sort of uh, this like small R Republican system has features like the electoral college, um, which were explicitly designed to empower the slaveholding states. I mean, those are just historical facts and they're sammy when you say they're when you say they're hard to hear i guess you sort of mean it's we we kind of don't want to believe that right on some level yeah i mean we live in yeah. such an ahistorical moment i think right so social media mm. is sort of that you know getting seduced by the outrage of the moment and mm. you know nice. memes whether they're political or not that it, uh, the thing that i uh worry about is like we we lose track of of history of like hmm. our shared history whether it's you know in the u.s slavery um you know in canada the genocide of indigenous population i mean those are sort of foundational uh tenets of, uh, of each country you know and they're there it's not like everything is bad or everything is good but let's 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 have an honest reckoning with the sort of horror that we've inflicted upon each other. We can talk about the good things too, but if we can't acknowledge the bad things, then honestly, we're in deep, deep trouble. Is it is it about people like you, filmmakers like you, storytellers like you, doing more of the same? Getting, like, I mean, I've talked to uh, quite a few uh, Indigenous and First Nations folks here and interviewed many on the podcast actually over the years, and it seems like you know common consensus that's way too 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 uh much of a sweeping generalization but there there seems to be an agreement of a sort that it's we just need to listen more and and hear more and then not really come up with solutions right out of the gate because in a way they're sort of not solutions but it's about about that longer term reconciliation and the building of relation does that does that make sense yeah i mean it does i think kind of like on a you know, on an empathetic level, that that makes sense. Um, but it also has to come with sort of systematic change too. Higher, higher level, like higher level systematic change. Do you think? Well, just like understanding how you know the the political structures work, and mm. you know, I'm sort of, I think we'll always be more steeped in uh, American politics. Right. Right. But you know, we can we can talk if we you know we're talking about slavery. We can just continue the the conversation to understand how the disenfranchisement of African-Americans continues with, you know, the Supreme court decision on voting rights act. Um, and, you know, just like things like that. And, and also just the consolidation of media 
um, mm. and, which I maybe shouldn't talk about because one of our distributors is, uh, you know, one of the most powerful media companies in the world. But, you know, I think that's something that we should be wary of is the control of the story because as media gets more and more consolidated, there are fewer avenues and opportunities for stories about, you know, uh, indigenous population or about um, African-Americans in the United States to be heard, you know? So there is this moment, the last three, four years uh, of, you know, push for more diversity and, you know, acknowledgement of, you know, kind of progressive moment in media, but until it's it sort of manifests itself in a change in the dominant stories that are told, then I, I'm, I will be a skeptic and I'll be pushing mm. for change. So, mm. you know, I, I uh, yeah, does that make sense? I think it does. Yeah. You know, as I, as I was listening to you, I just sort of started thinking about things like, geez, I wonder how hard this film was to get made and, you know, having Al Jazeera behind you must've been helpful. I mean, would, would you have been noticed by a traditional, uh, not a distributor, but a production company? You know, I mean, I know with documentaries, a lot of times they're, they're self-funded and it's their passion projects and all those things, but it just, you know, I, I, on a certain level, uh, you must be pretty thrilled about the, about the Oscar nom and, and getting that presence out there and getting, and get, cause isn't that really what you want? You know, you want this story told, but it just feels like on a certain level, boy, we got a long way to go. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, like though the story, cause we were all outsiders who, mm. who told this story. So I think that fact, you know, it contributed to this sort of lightning in a bottle phenomenon. Right. Right. Um, and uh, so like the commissioning producer is, you know, um, a Malaysian woman from a very working class background who emigrated to the United States. Mm. I was born in, in Canada. I'm like biracial Muslim, you know, lived most of my adult life in the United States. Um, my co-director is, you know, a woman of color, grew up in the suburbs of Los Angeles. Um, so like, I think the form, you know, and, and this is what Bruce points out to me because I'm always like, Bruce, the, the reason the film succeeds is because of you, because of your story. Right, right. And Bruce says, like, you know, lots of people tried to tell my story, but they couldn't get it right. So I think there's hmm. some sort of alchemy in our interaction right. that allowed us to tell the story the way that we did and didn't sort of fall into convenient narratives, you know? And, hmm. you know, we, we, we've had incredible success and, you know, obviously, like the for a short documentary like ours to get to the place where it is right now is tremendous. But, you know, along the way, you also hear of the rejections that, you know, people who had opportunities to, you know, distribute the film or to award it and sort of what they say. And I think those sort of filter back to you through friends who are on film festival juries or whatnot. And it's, it's depressing, honestly. Mm. I think like one of the things it's like how uh, people, especially uh, white Americans are like unable to understand uh, a black man dealing with his mental health. You know, it sort of like explains kind of the transformative ability of uh, President Obama, you know, 
because like right. pre- President Obama was always somebody he he didn't need you right <laughs> he didn't need help he was like he he had this like remarkable ability just to like you know I, I can just think of like the image of him at some point in the 2008 campaign or whatever where he's like just dusting off his shoulder you know that's like right. Obama you know right. but that's like right. one in whatever 20 billion most of us um like life takes a toll on us especially when we're Mm. attacked um and especially for somebody like bruce who has this like remarkable empathetic ability and this remarkable storytelling ability it's 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 tough you know it's you know it's really interesting and sadly we're gonna have to wrap up in a in a few minutes and and i'm I'm hoping that we can do a part two down the road and uh, uh sammy one of the worst things about being a podcaster is that these conversations have to come to an end it, it, at some point but but what i've learned recently is it really is just the beginning of, a, of another conversation uh, i know it sounds sort of trite and corny but it it really is true um but you know that that the, the the scene of the battle wrapping in the film, and I really wondered where it was going to go. And I, I'm, to be honest with you, I didn't quite get the the polarized nature of the politics there, and 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 the back and forth, and the nuance. And then at the end, though, they both hugged, and the and the genuine smiles, and and the the the, the embodiment of that, you know, that we're we're still connected. We're still, whatever our differences, we're, we're, we're going to get through. And I, I felt like that was a real layer to the whole film. I mean, the ending of the, the March and I believe that we will win. And like, there's this really sort of positive sense, I suppose. And yet to your point about Bruce's mental health and how, how white folks can't understand that, or maybe aren't willing to, or the, you know, ignoring of the facts. And yeah, anyway, so, so, so so many places we could go with that and and so on one hand really positive but on another hand wow what a, what a, what the challenges we face seem almost insurmountable existentially right yeah i mean absolutely i, I think it is uh you know it, it does feel insurmountable especially at this like dark moment for democracy but you know i think of just i'm heartened by the fact of uh, this kind of solidarity, mm. you know, um, which mm. is like a kind of a dirty word in some circles, but you know, I think there uh, that we have to sort of reinvigorate that idea of mm. solidarity in the the sort of the dark political moment we're in, and sort of the sort of um, you know kind of cancel culture um, online. Uh, but like, how do we sort of build alliances and support each other, um, support alliances between working people who are suffering, communities of color, um, you know, LGBTQ community, you know, uh, women? How do we build this idea of solidarity for people who are struggling, who are oppressed, and sort of move move forward? Because otherwise, we're in deep trouble, like mm. unprecedented period of you know, capital consolidation and control. And we have to take back control of that. Are you, you know what, he sounds like you should be lecturing in a, in a, in a university class. Maybe you are, but uh, I'm, I do I'm, have I'm, experience. Okay. <laughs> <It's a university laughs> That's awesome. I, I, it wasn't, no. I prefer filmmaking, but I do. Have yeah. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. 
that's very funny because uh, there's a couple times where I felt like, oh, geez, I should be taking notes here. Yeah, there's going to be a test yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah David. Yeah. That's fantastic. No, uh, hey, just on a on a lighter note, I thought at one point it was a great shot, but and, and I think um, he, he was sort of talking a little bit about his past and Boyle and Gibson, a great shot. I just thought that a, that could have been a lovely title for the film. Um, the, the, with the, the, the streets, you know, the, the intersection of where it all began for, for, for him. Um, are you encouraged? Like, I mean, you know, we talked about dark times and the, and the challenges and, and, uh, I am. Yeah, I am. I mean, I think, you know, maybe it's an unprecedented moment in human history where the, the fate of the planet like rests on a knife's edge, not just mm. because of the perils of democracy, but because of climate change, right. you know, and sort of how nuclear weapons aren't really a thing anymore. Nobody's like worried about that, which just seems terrifying, but you know, I, I can share this like little bit of kind of like celebrity gossip of this experience, crazy experience. But, um, you know, I was heartened by the moments of connection, how, people have connected to the film. We were at the nominees right. luncheon on Monday and, you know, Brad, oh, okay. Brad Pitt sitting at my table. Oh, uh, come on. Totally surreal. But well, that's you know, awesome. That's but, pretty fun. Yeah. I was fortunate to, to be able to connect uh, Brad Pitt with Bruce and they could talk and Brad Pitt actually spent some time in Ferguson when he was a, a boy. Wow. Um, and, and was Bruce, was Bruce at the luncheon with you? He was. Yeah, he oh, was. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah. And then also sitting across from me, um, who's been a, great champion of our film is Petra Costa, the Brazilian filmmaker who made The Edge mm. of Democracy. Oh, um, wow. And, uh, you know, she's been amazing. Her film is amazing. So uh, it kind of, I'm excited by the way, sort of the, the, the avenues that filmmakers have, uh, have like forged for themselves. You know, they're like, they, even though the media is like really consolidated, there are like so many great kind of like, not to this, I know this can be a dirty word, but sort of political films that are mm. nominated for Academy Awards and uh, like really political films like The sure. Edge of Democracy and, you know, um, An American Factory in the Cave and For Sama. They're very, very political films. So um, I'm heartened for, by that. For, 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 for Sama, for me, I, I interviewed them uh, before, um, I guess it was before Hot Docs. I was in a couple weeks out and I, I, I'll never forget finishing the film and, and saying to my wife, Elizabeth, within seconds, you wait, Oscar Nam for sure could be one of the, the most unsettling films I've seen in years and mm. was able to, was able to interview, uh, both of them and it was terrific. And yeah, anyway, you're, you're absolutely right. And I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's Sisyphus, right? We're rolling the rock up the hill and, and and this is why you know and again congratulations and and so cool that 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 you've been nominated and I hope that doesn't jinx you in some weird way I hope you're not superstitious but no I'm not yeah I'm not superstitious I I hope I'm watching you accepting the award and when is it in a couple of weeks time I uh, know uh, it's in like a week it's in a week eight yeah. days yeah I'm I'm actually if 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 all goes well I'm going to be in Myanmar so oh nice uh, I'm, yeah wow. yeah I'm heading to Myanmar and then to Cambodia as long as this wretched coronavirus doesn't uh, uh, blow everything out of proportion and it seems to be going that way but anyway um well you know i, I sadly let uh, you know we've, we've got to we've got to wrap it up I, I but i you know i wish you i wish you well with it i don't i, I 
I mean, we could talk more about and so many more things we could we could talk about. And I maybe just lastly, I mean, were you able to get Brad Pitt to say he's going to help fund your next film? <laughs> no, oh, but, but on. I my I job him a little note as, as he was leaving. Yeah. My job was my job was to introduce uh, Bruce to Brad Pitt, and that kind of just nice. slipped into the background. You know, I'm a nice. filmmaker, so I was good, taking good pictures. But he good asked. He asked for Bruce's card. He took Bruce's card, and you know, That's within cool. within hours, uh, Brad Pitt's assistant had emailed Bruce and to ask for the film. Um, so that's awesome. So yeah, it was oh, pretty cool. Amazing. Listen, it's you know, and as as yes, like you say, celebrity gossip and so on and so forth. But it's still no matter what, it's access, and there's something about that that enables you now that film's going to be seen by more people, and and with with this Oscar nomination, right? And as as crazy as the whole ceremonial side of it is, and all the politics behind it, and so on, and all the the money uh, that drives it, it's 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 still pretty darn cool. And so so, yeah, congrats. And I and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with with I think a quote from Bruce. We finally got it through. <laughs> yeah. uh, when, you know what I mean? Like, isn't that a great kind of metaphor? There's so many beautiful metaphors in the film too, and. Uh, yeah, I just want to say uh, thank thanks again for your time today. What what is um hey what's next for you? Um, so I uh I am just in the final stages of uh a feature documentary, which is about three Cuban baseball players. So maybe nice. in a couple of months we'll be talking about that. So. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, oh, that's tuned. awesome, awesome. So so basically, uh, I don't have to say coming soon to a theater near you. I don't have to say coming soon to video on demand. This uh, St. Louis Superman is in the theaters right now. Get out and see it, um, and hopefully going to be everywhere and very accessible soon, I would imagine, uh, through a variety of different global distri- distributors. Um, Sammy, thank you so much uh, for your time today. We've been talking with Sammy Khan about his brilliant new uh, documentary, St. Louis Superman, and, and again, uh, wishing you well with it all. Great. Thank you, David. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.